Sure, your team might work well together, they might know you appreciate them, but do they feel respected from you as their leader? Hey leader, David Burkus here, organizational psychologist and author of five best-selling books on helping leaders and teams do their best work ever. And ultimately, leadership is about relationships. And at the core of just about every successful relationship is respect. But surprisingly, many managers struggle with how to convey the respect they have for the people on their team. And this can be a huge problem because when people don't feel respected, when they feel undervalued, they feel disconnected from the team. They feel like their opinion doesn't necessarily matter. No surprise, they start to reduce how much effort they put into the job. Disengagement and turnover and loss of productivity all follow. It's really hard to do your best work ever if you feel like your boss doesn't respect your work. So in this episode, we're gonna outline how to make employees feel respected through five actions that any leader can take. Let's get started. So the first action to help make employees feel respected is to check in often. Check in one-on-one -on -one with everyone on your team on a regular basis. Stay in contact with your people as much as you can. This doesn't mean you're constantly asking them to be on Zoom meetings, what have you, but it does mean you're checking in regularly on how they're doing at work, but also how they're doing outside of work. How are the projects that they're working on going? Do they need anything from you, whether that's a resource or whether that's access to somebody or whether that's a skill that needs to be developed? And then how are things going to the level they're comfortable sharing with outside of work as well? Some people are gonna get really, really personal with you. Others are gonna prefer to keep working at an arm's distance. That's fine. The fact that you're interested in their whole life is what conveys respect. They get to choose how much they reveal to you, but they will note that you ask them. Now a caveat here about check-ins. Checking in often doesn't mean checking in constantly, and it doesn't mean checking in on the same schedule on a regular basis. Checking in often isn't about equally, it's about equitably. It's about checking in with people on the regular cycle that they need. Some of your longer tenured employees who have been in the job longer, they're not gonna need to be checked up upon as often as some of your new employees who are gonna need a much more frequent rhythm. So the goal here isn't to hold everyone to the same cycle, the same standard of a check-in. The goal is to get people what they need and signal that you're there for them as often as they need, and that's gonna vary by person. And by the way, the fact that you experiment and we're willing to find the right frequency of check-in, well, that's just one more way that helps people know that you respect them enough to not waste their time on check-ins, but to be there as often as they need you to be there. The second action to help employees feel respected is to ask for input. Yeah, ask for their input. Ask them what they think before you have to make decisions. Now we're not saying here you have to do what they decide. However, it's pretty disrespectful to think that you as the one leader of the team are, have some sort of monopoly over all of the knowledge, all of the information you need to make an accurate decision. The world's pretty complicated. Odds are somebody on your team has a different perspective, has a little bit different uh, take on the issue, has access to different information they haven't shared with you yet, and as a result, you need their input. So beyond just needing their input, asking for their input, specifically saying, hey, this decision is so important, I wanna make sure that you have a say on it. That's a massive way to signal respect. And as I said, this doesn't mean you have to take their advice, but it's actually gonna help you even when you don't take their advice. When you make a decision that's different from the input you heard from one specific person, the fact that you ask them 
means you know what to tell them to share why you chose to go in a different direction. And that's another way you signal respect, right? People feel disrespected when you make a decision without consulting them and when you make a decision that they feel like doesn't act in their interest. But when you ask for their input, you're able to do both. You're able to explain your reasoning and explain to them why you heard what they said, but you made a different decision than they were desiring and that decision's in the interest of the whole team. They're not gonna walk away as disappointed as you think. They're gonna walk away feeling respected and that you respect their colleagues as well. The third action leaders take that make employees feel respected is they demonstrate trust. They give trust to their people. You know, over the last couple years, I've gotten the funniest question from so many mediocre managers, we'll call them, which is, hey, do you have any recommendations on what software we should use to track our people's activity? Or do you have any recommendations? Sometimes it's, it's coded, right? Do you have any recommendations on how we should hold our people accountable to their scheduled working hours and, and what have you? And I get it. You're not seeing people as often anymore if you're working in a hybrid or a fully remote environment. But if you think that spying software is the solution, this is where you're screwing up. You're not demonstrating trust. It doesn't mean that you just say, hey, I hope you do your work, it means that you say, here's the standard, here's what we need, here's what we need it by, and I trust you to figure out the best way to do that. I'm here to help, I support whatever decisions you make, so let me know if you need that, but I'm gonna give you that trust preemptively, before you even ask for it, I'm gonna give you that trust in the form of autonomy where I can, because this is your job to do. Now, you may be in situations where you have to balance that autonomy that signals trust with accountability to the team, but make it clear that that is a team-wide trust issue as well, and you'll find that people respect the fact that, yeah, even though they're being maybe asked to do things they don't necessarily wanna do, they see how it's in the benefit of the whole team, and that helps them trust you, that helps them know that you respect the whole team and you're looking out for everyone's collective interests. The fourth action leaders take that make employees feel respected is they referee conflicts. Even a small conflict between two members of the team that you're not even a part of can have a huge effect on the energy level of the group. Now, hopefully most of the conflicts on your team are, are task focused, meaning that they're focused on differences of opinion about how we're supposed to be doing things or, or the best way to achieve a result, and they're not person focused, where they're over literally just not liking that person and, and saying negative things about them and getting really personal. Those are not conflicts that good leaders who wanna make employees feel respected referee. Those are ones they disqualify people for. When we're in what's hopefully a task focused conflict, it's, it's hard not to take it personally, right? We love our ideas. And so often when someone pushes back on our ideas, we think maybe they're pushing back on us when what they're really saying is I care so much about this project and its success that I can't help but share the fact that I see the world differently. That's fine, but that's where great leaders who wanna make employees feel respected step in and offer some ground rules. You know, maybe that ground rule is you have to, you can disagree, but you have to point out something positive about their idea first and then build upon it in your disagreement, right? That's sometimes actually called plussing, right? That you're uh, giving them some constructive criticism plus some suggestions or some positives on how they can build on it. And maybe that's you're telling people, hey, don't push back on the idea at all. Don't argue for your rightness or, or their wrongness, but shift the conversation when you disagree to assumptions behind the idea. There's a myriad of different ways teams can have productive conflict. The point is, in order to maintain a feeling where everyone is respected, good team leaders referee those conflicts and teach people how to fight right, 
in a way that preserves everyone's self-respect, that preserves the respect of the team, but also gets the best ideas out there and helps the best ideas win. The fifth and final action that leaders take to make employees feel respected is that they give fair feedback. Not just feedback, they're not just offering constructive criticism, they give fair feedback. Direct, honest feedback about how to improve doesn't make a person feel degraded, it makes them feel respected, so long as it's done in the right manner and in the right proportion. If someone is doing the majority of their job, like 75% of their job exceptionally, and only 25% of their job needs improvement, fair feedback gives uh, pretty much equal weighting in that conversation. Spending 75% of the time talking positively about the things that they're doing really well, and only 25% of the time talking about that constructive criticism. But too many leaders flip that percentage and they spend the majority of time talking about the minority of things that people on their team need to improve on. That doesn't help people walk away from a conversation thinking that they can get better. It helps people walk away from a conversation feeling dejected, disrespected, and like it's not actually worth the effort. You're not not pointing out negative behaviors or areas for improvement, but you're doing it fairly, meaning in proportion to the great things people are doing. That way they walk out of the conversation with an action plan. Keep doing these great things and improve upon them. Shore up this little area of weakness. And most importantly, I believe that you can do it. I respect you. And that's why I gave you this direct but fair feedback. Now, if you've gotten this far, you're probably thinking the same thing I was thinking when I went back through the research and started preparing for this episode, which is, isn't all of this obvious? Yeah, it kind of is. It's kind of simple. But that doesn't mean it's easy. I mean, the amazing thing is, I work with so many different leaders in so many different industries as a speaker and advisor to companies, and I've only rarely met leaders who don't want to convey that they respect their people, that they care about their people. The problem, well, the problem is one of time. There's so many fires to put out, there's so many demands on all of my time that I forget to do these things. And that's why we recorded an episode like this. Yeah, it's simple. What's difficult is remembering. Remembering to check in often. Remembering to ask for input. Trust is great, but trust has to be built over time, and so you have to remember to demonstrate trust and referee conflicts on a regular basis. And yeah, you have to remember to make time for fair feedback often. And if you do that, you're gonna remember that one of the most important things you can do is demonstrate that you respect your people. And more importantly, your people are gonna feel better respected. When they do, they're gonna give you their best effort, and that's gonna help everyone on the team do their best work ever. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you liked it, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. And if you really liked it and you wanna go deeper and lead smarter, then check out the amazing resources we have for you at davidberkuscom slash resources. Guaranteed there's something in there that'll help you or your team do its best work ever.